So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here, as always, with my honey. My honey. (laughs) (laughs) My Andrew. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Uh, If you are a new listener... Uh, we're super excited to have you here with us. I guess if you're a returning listener, we're also super excited to have you here mm-hmm. with us. A little bit about us, Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, is our attempt to help our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, figure out how to apply the gospel of Jesus Christ in everyday situations uh, where it might not seem incredibly obvious how to apply the gospel of Christ uh, and kind of just give you a soundboard to let you hear some of our attempts and fails. We bring on guests to kind of give us some pointers or some ideas and we share some ideas hopefully to um, jumpstart your conversation with Christ to figure this out on your own. We're not experts. We're not authorities. We're here just kind of sharing our experience in the hope that it gives you something to go off of or gives you a a jump start to start your own journey with Christ or continue on. And not that we're like, oh, yay, like, we're doing so great. Come in, be influenced by us. It's more like, oh, they did that Badly. badly. <laughs> Here's how to not. It, it's okay if I do this badly too. <laughs> yeah, we definitely share our fails on here yep. as well. So, but today yeah. we are talking about one of Emily's favorite topics, and so she's very excited. I am. I just love goals, guys. We're talking more about goals. We had Andrew's mom, Natalie, on a couple weeks ago to talk about setting healthy goals, and I absolutely love talking about goals, and I loved sitting with her and talking with her about it. And luckily, like, she's my mother-in-law, so I can talk to her about it all the times. All the times. All the time. Yep. Uh, and so today, we decided that we were going to share a little bit about our goals to kind of walk you through how we are doing our goal setting and just be open with you so you can see what types of things we're actually setting instead of talking about vague generalities that don't really help you all that much. Right. So, um, Hun, when you think about goals, Mm -hmm. how do you think Christ looks at goals and goal setting? Well, I think that he just wants us to take advantage of the atonement that he's given us. Mm -hmm. So, he gave us the atonement, basically, he suffered for us so that we can um, have second chance after second chance, third, fourth, hundred millionth chances Mm -hmm. to progress and to be better um, so that we can eventually return and live with Him and with Heavenly Father and our families for eternity. Right. And when we say His atonement, when we're saying the atonement of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. we're referring to like His grace, His enabling power, the ability to receive forgiveness, everything He did, uh, that's how we describe that. We say His atonement, His ability to make us at one with Him. Exactly. And I think goal setting is a part of that because it helps us uh, better ourselves. Because I think the atonement's not just about receiving kind of like initial forgiveness for our sins, which Mm -hmm. it also does, but it's here to help us be more Christ-like here and now. And as we make goals to improve ourselves, He is more 
uh, more able to, I guess it's, it's easier for him or it's easier for us to accept that grace into our lives Mm -hmm. and become better. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said that it's not just about like receiving forgiveness that like, sometimes we think about the atonement of Jesus Christ and all we can think about is this daunting task of forgive or of uh, repentance that we have to repent for our sins. And, um, that's what the atonement is. And yes, that is exactly what the atonement is, but it's not just for repenting in a sense, it's for progression in any way. And it's, um, the means by which we can feel closer to our savior because he's felt everything that we are feeling. Yeah. I mean, the way I like to think about it is sin is, I think it's from the Greek in the new Testament. Like it comes from the idea of missing the mark. It's like, Mm -hmm. you think about shooting an arrow and like missing the bullseye, uh, Christ steps in and makes it so we can still be with him despite the fact that we cannot physically hit the mark. We mm-hmm. cannot hit the bullseye every time. Right. And he steps in and makes it so that regardless of how well we're we're doing, as long as we're trying, we can make it back. Uh, but if sin is missing the mark, we can try and sin less and not just rely on the Savior to come in and bail us out every time. Yeah. So we have to rely on the Savior every time, but we can rely on the Savior not just after we shoot the arrow, but while we're aiming, while we're prepping, while we're firing. And for me, that's what goal setting is. I like that. It's it's getting the Savior in at that phase before we actually fire the arrow. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that we're going to miss, knowing that we're not going to get it every time, knowing that it's not going to be perfect, uh, but n- also knowing that as we get him involved in the earlier steps, we're going to miss less frequently and less dramatically later on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I feel totally 100% comfortable talking about New Year's goals, or New Year goals um, on our podcast that is focused on talking about the gospel of Christ. Absolutely. So very, very applicable, I think. Yep. Yeah. So before we dive into 2021 goals, okay. How do you think you did on your goals for 2020? Because we set the goals. I mean, everybody listening has probably set New Year's resolution goals for 2020 mm-hmm. and didn't expect the pandemic, of course. Maybe got derailed a little bit, and right. that's okay. And I think that's part of um, goal setting is that you have to be rooted in where you're at. And so, what that means to me is that. We didn't see a pandemic coming. We didn't know how that was going to affect mm. our progress or our goals. And so to just kind of accept that and not beat ourselves up on the goals that we didn't um, make and all that, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. So um, when we're talking about this, do you mean, so when we do goals, we actually do it in quarters? Yes, and so we, we do. Yeah. We do quarter goals. And so we don't do, we don't do year, we kind of do year goals. I feel like our year goals are like, I want to do more of this. I want to be better at this. And then we break it down into quarters and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do to be better at this thing. Right. Right. Uh, So when you're asking what my 2020 goal win and goal fail was, is it like my year thing or is it... What is like some some goal that you had in 2020 that you felt like you really succeeded at and one that maybe you didn't do so great at? I feel, or the pandemic derailed it. Um, I feel like in 2020, I actually did a really good job about changing my perspective of my f- personal physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we do distance running and that's come really naturally to us, at least to me. I think Emily had to work on it. Oh yeah, I had to work really hard at it. Uh, but it was kind of a natural thing for me. It fits my body type very well. And 
I have a high pain tolerance, and so I was able to kind of just like push through the pain when others had a harder time with it. Uh, and so it was a, an easy physical fitness thing for me to do, and I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. Um, but I also kind of used it as a crutch to make it so I um, didn't feel like I had to go to the gym and do strength type workouts. I would, because my body type's not really, not, I can't say design, but uh, I'm not genetically predisposed to be one of the big jacked swole dudes at the gym. Like that's just not my body type. And even if I go to the gym every day for a couple hours a day, unless I'm doing roids, I'm probably never going to be that <laughs> Please dude. Don't. I will never do roids. But um, in 2020, I made the decision that I wanted to be more well-rounded physically because I make that th- <laughs> well-rounded physically. It's going to be not fi- not like actually <laughs> geometrically round. Uh, but I decided to start going to the gym um, as my primary exercise format. And so I did that three times a week and then I ran two to three times a week. And my goal was to gain what was it, like 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so my goal is to gain 20 pounds of muscle, and I almost got it. I gained 17 pounds, mm. and then sometimes I would gain, I would fluctuate. I, I I gain on average 17. Sometimes I'm like 19 pounds, sometimes I'm 15 pounds, and so mm-hmm. it just depends on the on right. the day. But I felt pretty good about that. Like that was a that was a big game changer for me. Like personally, not just physically changed. But my perspective of myself changed, mm-hmm. where I'm still not going to be the big jack dude, but I can. I am strong. I'm stronger. Like I, I'm the strongest I've ever been, and I feel very athletic and not just like a runner. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Before I felt like a runner, so my legs were in good shape and my abs were kind of cut, and I was I kind of cut, but it was just because I didn't have any fat on me, not because <laughs> I actually had any muscle. Right. And so that was a that was that was a really big win for me. I think. Yeah. And I, I would agree. I think it was fun to watch you tackle something new mm-hmm. and to enjoy, like, to watch you enjoy it so much. Yeah. It was really good. It was very humbling because I happened to go, the, the time I would go to the gym was the time that a lot of the, like, the big college athletes that would go and the other coaches that would go, and they would just throw up some massive weights, and I would just... I would feel so embarrassed, like doing my my little weights. Um, but then I had a, a couple chances to work out with people that I've worked out with in the past, or with whom I've worked out in the past, uh, and they were always way stronger than me. And then I was able to work out, and, and I I saw like, oh, like I can do this. Like I'm actually getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm like putting them down or whatnot, because everyone's in their own fitness progression. And they're all focused on different things. This has been way too long, so I'm so sorry. Okay. But uh, so for me, that was just like a cool reminder, like, okay, like I need to compare myself or yeah, compare myself to where I was at, yeah. not to the other people around me, especially, right. um, in places like the gym, because there are a lot of people who are very, very active. At the gym. You know, that's why I don't like going to the gym that much because all I do is watch other people and think like, well, I suck at this. It's hard. It's I, hard. I actually, I don't think I've told you this, but I, um, Started to do this thing that helps me stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to like, it's kind of like the thing that you do where, what is it called? Where you get, you tell yourself like affirmations. Yeah. Uh, so I remind myself like why I'm doing this. Okay. And so 
Um, and I include God in that. And so like when I'm going to do a really heavy lift, like I, like I, uh, pray and I say, Heavenly Father, help me do this. Help me be strong. Help me be be healthy so I can protect my family. Help me be focused on me and what you want me to do. Um, And as I do that consistently, especially as I find myself like looking at the guy next to me, seeing how much he's weighing and or how how much he's weighing, (laughs) how much he's putting on the rack or how much he's putting on the bar or how many pull-ups he was able to do, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, It helps me like be centered and be like Christ focused even in that goal. That's really cool. And that has, like, it's made that whole process really cool for me. So that's yeah. my win. There we go. Long win. I like it. Oh, that's a good win. So it was your win. My win was that I finished my degree. You did. Last I year. did. Yep. In August. No, in September, it was official. But you, like, I finished my it last in, like, June, exam. Right? No. No, it was, like, that weird process where it was, like, I could take my exam and then it was, like, con- like I tried three times and oh, there were technical right. difficulties for, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah. But I finished my degree and that was a big, a big goal that I had for my whole life. Yeah. You're a college <laughs> so lady. I'm a college grad. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. my win. <laughs> Why was it big for you? Well, it was a, I mean, I always imagined myself going to college and getting a degree. And even after like realizing that I didn't really want a career. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and run my little paint shop. I still wanted to your have paint my shop. degree. You don't have to keep ad- adding the adjective little. Well, it's, it's my it's little your, thing. It's, it's my paint shop. It's your paint shop. Okay, it's my paint shop. You're an artist. It's your paint shop. It's not a little okay. paint shop. Okay. Thank you. You're um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I knew pretty soon after starting college that I didn't really want a career. But I, I felt personally that a degree was important to me. And so I, even after having kids, like, kept ongoing at it and it took a lot longer than I ever thought it would um just because I had to go part-time and sometimes only take a class or two um and it's definitely super hard when you have kids around yeah um so that was very difficult yeah super awesome honey I did it I'm super proud of you I know how hard it was so many Mm -hmm. years of us like doing the trade-off thing where like Mm -hmm. I'd come get back from class and then you would I would take the kids and you'd go to class and yeah Oh, so hard. Yeah, and I was having to work like early, early morning so we like could four a.m. Yeah, I was working like four a.m. shifts so we could both go to class. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Wow, crazy times. Yeah, I I was really grateful for that for a lot of reasons, uh, but there's some really cool social science out there that shows that the greatest, the single greatest predictor of a child's success after so the single greatest predictor after coming from a, like a a home where the mother and father are both present is the education level of the mother. Mm. And so uh, the education level of the father plays a big role in how likely a child is to be successful, but the education level of the mother actually plays a bigger role in how successful a father is or a child, a child is. is. Um, and so I think I'm super grateful that even though you weren't planning on a a career you wanted the benefits that came from getting an education that, that weren't directly tied to a career right i mean i majored in russian and minored in art like what am i supposed to do with that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you be a school teacher <laughs> yeah but i just the experiences that you have from going to college and taking classes and um, taking classes that you would never choose to take but you're taking because you have to like you learn a lot and you learn 
you learn how to manage your time and you learn how to um, study and it's it's so right. worth it. Right. And so. specifically as a, a Latter-day Saint, I think we have a, a special relationship towards education because we believe that education is not just some good thing, but that the Lord has commanded us to receive as much education as possible. And isn't that so cool? That's like one of the only things you can take with you after this life is your, like, the knowledge that you would take. Yeah. It's like your experience mm-hmm. and your relationships. Those are the only yeah. things you really take with you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my win. My fail wasn't really... Well, okay, so I have one fail. I really wanted to do better at Russian days. We try to speak Russian Tuesdays and Thursdays in the house where it's, like, just Russian. And I really just... <laughs> I bombed it bad. Um, I, I mean, I... I quote-unquote tried but it wasn't nearly as great as i wanted it to be and then i also had a goal to start the book of mormon in russian and then i I didn't even start it yeah and we ordered the like a history of the church in russian did you even open that no okay yeah see yeah i really really (laughs) bombed my russian goal for this year last year Oh, last year, so 2020, yeah. Right, but you've already started doing much better. I have. We had our, uh, no, not our first Russian day, but we had a Russian day today, and it was really good, actually. And I've had a a few really good ones. Right, and I think one of the things that's really remarkable is that it's not just the Russian days you're getting better at, but you're also getting better at the Russian on non-Russian days. Right, So I am 100% Russian with the kids, Mm -hmm. and I speak to Emily in Russian a lot, even when the kids aren't around. Yeah. Um, but she usually responds back in English, but she mm-hmm. started responding back more so in Russian to me. Yeah, it's just so much more natural for me to respond in English. Yeah. But you are, have hit that point in your Russian that you are able to let it be so natural in you. So. Everyone can be there, right? It's just, it's yeah, just a, I'm just not quite there yet. Right. So. I think you have been there. You're just... Yeah, I'm out of practice. My own fault. Yeah, so. <laughs> but you can get back there. Yeah. I have no doubts. Okay. okay, my big fail... I don't know if I had like a really big fail. Um, probably the most obvious one that I was bummed about is I wanted to uh, read 100 pages of the same history book called Saints, the, the like, history of the church or our church, Um in Spanish, and I want to re- yeah, I want to read a hundred pages of it before the end of the year. I think I got it in like October, or November, and I only ended up reading like thirty-five pages, which I just forgot how exhausting it is to read a book in a new foreign language. Because mm-hmm. like when I read books in Russian, it's not hard, uh, but when I read books in Spanish right now, it's just like it's a slugfest. It's so which is so funny hard. because Spanish is so much more like understandable i mean everything's <laughs> I like, understandable no, but, if you understand oh, the yeah. language but i feel like everyone's like oh spanish is easy like how could you speak russian but, yeah like you speak russian and we're like oh spanish is more difficult well i mean right like, so like, it's new for being it. able to like listen to a spanish conversation and be like oh that word sounds like a word in english i know what that means mm-hmm. that's one thing but to sit down and like read a book is different right like it, it's it's difficult mm-hmm. like yeah there are a lot of words that are similar but it's still a difficult process and it takes a lot of mental energy. So that was yeah. my, my 2020 fail. Okay, well, yeah. we can do better. Yep. And that's why we have the atonement. Mm-hmm. We're getting better at it. Yeah. Okay, so, well, we kind of talked about how we kind of like separate our goals into quarters. Um, but we also separate our goals into four different categories. So mm-hmm. if this is helpful to you, that's awesome. If not, that's okay too. But we thought we would kind of explain 
Um, so we separate them into four categories, physical, social, intellectual, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so within that, we have like one or two goals. Yeah. And so intellectual is anything kind of having to do with personal education or or language learning or anything like that. That's where we stick it. Like our, that's what intellectual goals are. And social things like, how would you describe a social goal? Well, social could be like um, church assignments or making friends or public speaking or um, anything to do with work. I think I've heard some people that are using their social goals as like work goals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I think that's, that's what I'm doing this year. Actually, my, my soul or this quarter, my social goals are business goals. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So that's how we do it. You don't have to do it. And sometimes we'll have goals in one or two of those areas, but not in the others. Um, usually we have some smaller goals in each of them, but if we have a big goal in one of them, we kind of limit our goals in the right. other. You don't have too many goals that are overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is your goal that you are most excited about for 2021? Um, so, so this is my like year goal, right? Not like my yeah. quarter well, goal. It doesn't matter. Any goal that you have in 2021 that you're most excited about. Um, because I mean, right now we've really set our first quarter goals. So Right. Well, I think one, we talked We talked about this a little bit earlier today, but one year goal I have that's kind of outside the realm of my quarter goals is I would actually really like to have my first short story kind of like finished and polished by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving myself a year because I'm super busy. It's not super urgent, but it's something I would like to do because I really enjoy writing, but I need to develop it in a way that's manageable. Mm -hmm. Um and that's, that's something I would really like to do. And I've, I've actually, I haven't done too much of novel type writing, like nonfiction or fiction. Yeah, fiction, sorry. Like fiction type writing. And so mm-hmm. I'm really interested to explore that. I might be horrible, but you never know <laughs> until you try. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's my, my year goal. I want to try and do that. Okay. Um, do you have a goal that is more of a stretch goal? Maybe you're a little nervous about it. You I think nervous, that one though. that that one's a stretch for me because I've um, I'm so analytical and I I don't know if my skill my 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 writing skill which I feel like I'm a good writer but I'm you a good are writer really good in writer. like a very specific sense okay and so I don't know if I can if I have if I have the skill set currently to do it I'm assuming I don't have the skill set and so my I'm excited to start developing that uh, but creativity type things make me really nervous because I've always shied away from those type things, mm-hmm. type endeavors, because they're hard for me to to really value. And I don't like icky things and I don't like sappy <laughs> things. And I feel like uh, anytime you try and create something, it's really easy to just kind of be like, you know, like the teenager icky poetry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want that. Yeah, well, you're writing a short story, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be icky or something. I know, I know. That's what I'm always afraid of. That's what you're scared of. Like, anytime I try and do something, it's like, I I feel that, like, oh, I'm just a teenager making these, like, Mm -hmm. little icky goal things. I get it. That's Um, how I feel about painting sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm just a a noob. Which is ridiculous. I'm a dweeb. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, considering you have, like, literally hundreds of people around the world have your paintings on their walls. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, a goal that I'm most excited about 
is not my stretch goal. Well, I am excited about my stretch goal, but my my goal that I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, like I'm giddy to do this because mm-hmm. it's it'll be enjoyable for me is reading. And last year I set a goal to read two books a month and I quickly had to readjust because that was not very rooted of me because I was trying to finish school. Right, and you weren't really a big reader before And that, I wasn't right? a big reader before. So I was like, yes, 2020 is going to be the year where I become a reader because I really hated reading before. And so I wanted to kind of like get over that and become a reader. So I ended up only reading eight, but that was actually awesome for me because I don't even know the last time I read a book just to read a book mm-hmm. before this. So eight books, that was awesome for me. And so I kind of have the same goal um, but to do one book a month. And I'm just really excited for that. Yeah, so. I mean, that's super fun. I'm really excited for you to do that. Yeah. And then my stretch goals um, are more for the business. And um, I have a few book covers I'm working on and some illustrations for a book. And um going to go to some live events and do, what's it called? Vendoring? Vendoring. Vendoring. Vendor. Vendor events. What do, what do they call it? Markets. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I've done those before. Why couldn't I think of the name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, markets. Be There's, a vendor at a market. Yeah, be a vendor at a market. There, um, I did them in Provo a few times, and then... Was that the only place I've ever done them? Just Provo? Yeah, I think yeah, just I Provo. Think so. Just um, a handful of times in Provo. And then um, I'm going to do them here in the Baton Rouge area. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that should be cool. Yeah. Those are definitely stretch goals because I've never done the book stuff before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any... How do you find the balance between like having a lot of good goals or having like good stretch goals and having too many goals? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... You know me. I'm not very good at balancing. I feel like I'm overambitious in many aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And I always have to readjust. Yeah. I, I feel like I can only have one or maybe two goals that are like really stretch goals that are uh, like completely new. Mm-hmm. And I can have a bunch of other goals that are like slight improvements on mm. what I'm doing now. Like a continuation. Of right, right, right. More so like, like a consistency goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, like for example... Uh, last quarter I had a goal, like a, a couple specific goals about Spanish. Um, and this quarter, I keep wanting to say semester, but this quarter, um, I have some of those same goals and I just added like a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just, uh, meet with my Spanish tutor. It's also, uh, go through these books in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Every week, and I guess we talked about it a little bit on my on the episode with mom. Yeah, um, but just like slight improvements, I can handle several of those goals, whereas I can only handle one or two of the like big new stretch goals at a time. Right, because I just can't remember all of the. Right, it, all of them. it is hard. You have to have them like in a spot where you are constantly looking at them, which is funny though because last time we put them on a note card and taped them inside the bathroom cabinet, and I saw those note cards multiple times every day. Never once did I reread them, though. Yeah. I don't think I open that cabinet very frequently. It's usually just open all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not really a cabinet door that gets in the way of anything. Mm -hmm. It, like, opens up against a wall, and so it kind of just sits open. Yeah, which looks 
fantastic. Oh, I bet. So when we don't meet our goals, and a lot of the times we don't always meet them, even if we have improved, we don't always meet them how we want to. Um, so in your experience, Andrew, when you don't meet your goals, how do you go about like being proud of yourself still? Um, and not beating yourself up. I'm actually really bad at like finding pride or satisfaction in completing goals. Like most of the time, like, cool, like I did the goal, like now let's keep going. No, you have to um, celebrate. I know, I know. And that I think we learned that specifically this past year. Um, when I graduated in December, I guess in oh, December yeah, 2019, we did learn this big lesson. And I was like super excited, and I said, "Like, no, we won't, we won't celebrate when we go out to dinner or anything like that. Uh, we'll wait until you graduate in the summer so we can celebrate together." Um, and then by the time we you had finished, I was like, "I'm I've been done with work or with school for nine months, and I've been working." And this the excitement time. was past. It was tragic. Yeah. I cried for you. Yeah, I was I was really upset. I was like, man, like why like why didn't we celebrate that? Yeah. Oh. Like that kills was kind me. of a bummer. Um but I I've I'm not really good at like at celebrating personally. Mm-hmm. Like from I just like to think, okay, we did that cool. Now what's next? How what can I do better? I'm really good at that aspect. I'm really good at the all right, so what did I do well here? What did I do badly? What can I do better next time? Um, and then creating like a, a like a, a plan forward. So I'm really good with like the momentum thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not super great on the congratulations, which I'm also not. I'm which means that I'm also not inter- like incredibly devastated when I don't meet a goal exactly. Okay, like it doesn't it doesn't upset me as much as other people that I'm married to um, <laughs> people <laughs> the other person the person the, the, person. the one person <laughs> I am married to um and so yeah so I, I don't get super upset when I don't meet those goals for me it's just kind of like all right that doesn't I didn't, didn't work out what can I do better and frequently that means I just keep the exact same goal for the next quarter mm-hmm. and I might tweak it a little bit um but I I, could, I don't get super attached to goals in the same way that you do. Right. Yeah. I think it's easier for me to like to detach myself from my goal and be like, okay, like it doesn't work for me this week. Like last week, I intentionally didn't um, go to the gym that one day uh, because I knew that you needed extra help and like you needed some reassurance, mm-hmm. um, and you want you need me to be there. And so I just didn't go that day. And I was totally fine with that. Like, it didn't bother me. I felt a little chubby, but <laughs> not chubby. Like, like, sluggish, right? So, like, the, that's what I, when I say that. I mean, like, yeah. sluggish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I felt that, um, but I didn't feel, like, bad about it. Or, like, mad at myself. I think it's be- one of the reasons might be because, like, I have such a checklist brain. Uh-huh. And you have, like, a progress brain. Mm-hmm. And so, I just, like get so irritated and frustrated when I can't check the freaking box. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why I beat myself up a lot more than you might. But that, that's good to know, though, too, that you have a hard time celebrating. So that's something that I can yeah, help something... you. I can celebrate and push you to celebrate. Yeah, and I feel... Um, this is one thing we've talked about, actually. I can't remember where I heard it or where we heard it. I can't remember if it was from General Conference or if it was like a devotional address somewhere. 
but they were talking about, I think it was Sister Bingham, actually, who was talking about it. Talked about the ability to see deeply and also be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm super bad about being seen, like allowing people to see the things that I'm excited about yeah. or that I'm proud of. Like, I'm not the person who's going to be like, hey, it's my birthday today or hey, like I did this really cool thing. Like I'm super excited about this. Like that's not who I am. And I feel childish when I do it, when, when I do say those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I understand that. Um, and I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like I think there's probably some balance you yeah, have to meet. Yeah, there's a balance probably. Um, like you don't need to be embarrassed if you tell somebody it's your birthday. Or you tell somebody you're proud of something that you did and mm-hmm. you just want to share something. Um, don't I don't know where that balance is. Still working on that one. That might be a good topic for an episode one time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that's something I struggle with. And I would really appreciate your help. Yeah, I will totally help you celebrate. That sounds <laughs> like you. a great idea. <laughs> celebrate me. That's what I need. All the ice cream. I need all of the lotting. <laughs> um, that's funny. <laughs> cool. So I have a question for you. Yes. I think one last question that okay. might be of benefit to other people. Okay. Um, when you are struggling with a goal, so knowing about talking about like the, our different approaches to goals, mm-hmm. based off of your approach to goals and how your brain works, uh, when you're struggling with a goal, how do I effectively and ineffectively hmm. push you to achieve your goals. Yeah, this has been a a difficult one for us because um, I think we're just going to get specific here. It's the Russian day goals. Uh Uh-huh. It's so hard. It's so hard because it's like, of course I want support in it. And of course I want him to help me. But at the same time, it's like when I can't even decide if I'm I'm saying like him or if I'm talking to you. I'll just talk to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So, I mean, and we've had this conversation before, but um, it's fantastic when you help me and I appreciate it. But at the same time, it can be um, frustrating to have you push me because I read into it too much. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking it as help, I'm taking it as like, oh, he's just picking right. on me. He so, when you, when you say help you, you're talking about like when I correct grammar or when i remind uh, you it's that russian doesn't day really bother me it's more of when you like remind me that it's russian day mm-hmm. or you'll respond to something in russian or you'll like like talk to me back in russian when i'm talking to you in english mm-hmm. Th- that can be like really frustrating because all i take that as sometimes is like he like he thinks he's better than me, or mm-hmm. he wants me to be speaking Russian and doesn't like see my feelings or like I don't know <laughs> super lame things. <laughs> but um, even yeah, and this so is a good, I, important point if you're working on goals with your spouse mm-hmm. because even though Emily and I had we have talked about this goal oh, yeah. our whole marriage of, mm-hmm. of doing this and we've had this established. We've since, been struggling with this balance of how he can help me speak Russian for. Since we got married. Right. Five years. And especially with the kids. Yeah. Uh, and so even though we have agreed to this mm-hmm. and we've both consented. And yes. so logically <laughs> there should be an issue. Right. 
Uh, emotions don't always abide by logic. In mm-hmm. fact, they usually don't abide by logic. Right. There might be a logical explanation for the feelings if you get really down into it. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, like, they're not always bound by your logical verbal agreements. Mm-hmm. And so just because you agree to something doesn't mean that you can just say, like, all right, I'm not going to pay attention to it anymore. Or her feelings to the contrary aren't valid. Right. Like, you still have to pay attention to it. So yeah. you talked about how I... Well, is, have you talked about how I do it badly, or you just talked about, like... No, because I don't think you do it badly. Is badly a word? Yes. Okay. Um, you don't do it badly. It's how I perceive it. It's how I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the meaning that I'm putting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be I think it, a way that I do it poorly, is by not explaining more. So when have I done it well? Have I never done it well? <laughs> Have I always been bad at this? <laughs> no, it's not that you're bad at it. It's just I can get so sensitive. So when it, when about it. when have we talked about it that you felt you've left the conversation feeling motivated and not okay. like put down? Um in situations where we talk about the why. Okay. I feel motivated. Because we want to get back to Russia someday. Because we would love to serve missions again in Russia because mm-hmm. we want to communicate with Russian friends right. and when we talk about our why that's when I feel motivated and when it's when the only thing I can see is oh so like yeah that would be great if we spoke Russian because that's cool like that's not enough for me right and that I don't know yeah yeah so no I think that's awesome I think getting back to the why because that has to be the motivating factor yeah right uh, and this may seem like not super applicable to other couples. I'm hoping it is to you guys out there listening. Well, fill in the blank um, with your own goal. Right, and that's cause... what I was going to say. Like, there's something that is similar in your lives that you and your spouse are working on. Yeah. Whether that be, like, weight goals or, or weight loss goals um, or education goals. Like, y- you're always going to have um, couple goals or a goal that you are trying to have your spouse keep you accountable with. Which means you also have to understand, like, the why of your spouse. Like, why are they committed to that goal? Why are you committed to that goal? And that's the thing also with accountability is, like, you you have your spouse to keep you accountable and, like, you have given, hopefully, given your spouse, like, permission to keep you accountable. Well, then let them keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. And I need to work on that. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to tell you my goals, then I have to let... I don't know. I have to let you help me. Yeah. And not get sensitive and embarrassed. Right. Well, and I think I can always do better, right? And so it's the interesting thing about agency and the gospel. Like, while it is true that all people are, in the end, responsible for their own reactions, their own actions, their own emotions, um, we also have a responsibility to not go around being punks and jerks, (laughs) right? And we can't just be a jerk and say, oh, it's their fault if they're offended. Like, well, you suck at Russian. Like, <laughs> technically, maybe, yeah, but that's that's Not, besides yeah. the point, right? right. Um, and so we, while I think a lot of it might just be your own internal struggle, mm-hmm. I think I, as a follower of Christ, but also your husband, have a responsibility to go the extra mile to be kind and to be supportive in a way that will help you be better even if logically or 
the like fair thing wouldn't be that like even if yeah even if doing that is unfair to me mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah because it's not about fairness it's about the fact that i love you and that i want to help you and be better mm. thanks you're, you're welcome <laughs> okay so our, i think our last thing about this is or our second to last thing uh our personal 2021 word or theme when i read this i was like what because i, I haven't <laughs> you done don't, you don't have one no i don't think i have a have you ever done this? I don't like to do this because I feel like um, my word or my theme or my idea or my feeling for a year changes throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I've been put in, I get put in so many different situations that I don't feel one overarching theme for a year. Looking back at it, I might be able to apply something. Mm, yeah. But for the most part, like the Lord kind of throws me back and forth between things throughout the year. And so, so you I, feel like you can't decide where he's going to throw you. Right. And I feel like I don't get a whole lot of it. value. So I have like life themes, but I don't have sense. like year themes. If that well, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I do. And I didn't start this until recently, maybe a couple years ago. But so the phrase that I have for this year is let God prevail. And um, President Russell M. Nelson talked about this. uh Last conference. Last conference in uh-huh. October. Um, that Israel means let God prevail. And um, so that's kind of just what I want to focus on, a, like make a special emphasis on this year is like keeping God a part of every every facet of my life. Um, that he's not just in my personal spiritual life, but he's in my, my relationship with my kids. He's in my relationship with Andrew. He's in my relationship with every every single person (laughs) and that he's in my business and he's in my, my every goal. that's not spiritual Mm -hmm. and spiritual, but, um, I think sometimes only the (laughs) non-spiritual goals. I think sometimes I, I kind of limit him by putting him in this box of like, well, you are involved in this, involved in my spiritual progress. And when I need you, you can be involved in these other things. Mm Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm going to make sure that he, I let him be involved in every single thing. Yeah, so, which is awesome. I love that. Kind of just a mindset change. Yeah, and then we did talk about like a family theme, which mm-hmm. is funny. I talked about how I don't have a personal theme. I know, but you came up with the family theme. Yeah, it was something like... Well, we've done family themes in the past because we had Be Rooted. Yeah, which in my mind was just like a, this is something we should focus on right now. And then it kind of turned into like, oh, this year was really focused on this. Yeah. Um, and so if this theme happens to be over the, like, last the course of a year, great. If it's six months, then it's going to be the six-month theme. Right. But it's something that we felt like we needed now. And so however long this lasts, then. Yeah. And we came from something my um, my high school football coach used to say, actually. He would say, sing your song. Like, you just have to sing your song. And so when you, um, what he meant by that is you can't win by singing somebody else's song and thinking that everything that this person's doing is right and so i need to try and just be that person do what they're doing play football the way that they're playing um what you have to do is look at who you are look at your strengths look at your weaknesses look at your relationship with god and your circumstances and your circumstances and create a life and live your life according to your song and not according to somebody else's song Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of came into play as we're honestly just trying to figure out how this whole 
like I sound like a child saying this, but how the whole like adulting thing works, like what it's like to have, yeah, like to be in a realm of, uh, of people who have, are vastly more experienced than you in so many different ways. So when you're in school, when you're in college, you're around a group of people that are all about your same age, all about your same experience. No one's really like an expert at life in a way that puts them significantly ahead of anybody else. Like even grad students are only like four or five years older than most undergrad, the most freshmen, right? Um, and that kind of creates this sense of like, oh, we're all pretty much equals. And yeah, everybody's really confident in that what they're doing is correct and whatnot, but there's still this kind of feeling of equals. But then you graduate, you leave, get a job, and then you're kind of stuck more with people who are varying in age and experience and temperaments and interests. Um, And it's just kind of been hard figuring out like who are we and how should we act um, while we're among all these people? Um, And like, how do we do our thing without just continuing to act like our parents, kids, even though we are still their kids, like, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis when we're not acting like their kids? Um, and so that's just something that we've been talking about. We don't know all the answers, and we're going to be focused on this year is being ourselves and singing our own song. Mm-hmm. As a family. As a family, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 no, I'm just excited to see where that takes us. Yeah, I think when we feel prompted and we, we set these kind of themes... You know, I'm like contradicting myself as we're talking about this, right? <laughs> but as we've talked about as families, maybe I should go and create like a personal theme. Maybe yeah, I need sure. to do that. But as we do this as families, I found that we have been led to have really cool and awesome experiences um, that are that are directly tied to that theme. Like the rooted thing, like the be rooted theme, mm-hmm. that has stuck so deeply in our family culture. Oh, yeah. It's a huge part of our family culture. Right. Like, yeah. it's something that other people know us for now. Yeah. Um, and even, like, our my mother-in-law, Emily's mom, bought everyone in the family for my... Was my birthday that she got it? Uh, yeah. I, I think it was my birthday. Bought us all leather bracelets bracelets that had Be Rooted. Yeah, like even Ammon has a teeny tiny, tiny leather little. bracelet <laughs> that says Be Rooted on it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and so I think... Oh we'll man, share, we'll I changed my mind. I I, re, I recant my previous statement on themes. I think it can be beneficial if you have like a really good meditation, prayer, st- scripture study session where you ask the Lord and see if there's anything He wants you specifically to learn for a year, mm-hmm. uh, or at least like the next phase, and kind of go with it. You okay, do it. I need to do that. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. I gave you bad information. <laughs> No, I think it's still okay if that's for something that you feel like you don't need to do. Yeah. But okay, this is what we've done. Love and less than love. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. I love puppies because we're getting a puppy. <laughs> we are. You guys a are puppy. getting a puppy. I'm so excited. Ask me uh, in about a month if I still love puppies. But um, <laughs> yeah, in a month we'll be just getting a puppy. Okay, so ask so us like in two months. months. <laughs> Yeah, so at the end of February, we're getting a puppy, and we're so excited. I'm so excited, too. Yeah. 
we'll say tell this, my love. more details when more he's More details here. to come and pictures, of course. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Is it what, what? What's the other one we're doing? So we're doing the Russia and then one more, right? Help meet. Okay, so I can do. I'm going to do my masculinity one on the help meet. Okay. So I need to do a. That's less love. I need to do a love. Mine's less exciting. I love cold mornings. I love like getting up and going outside and it being like super, super crisp and almost like uncomfortably cold. I love that cold. It's like so invigorating. I think it's nice when you're bundled up, but like that really is hard for me because I like to run in the mornings and if it's too cold, it's just too cold. See, but we've talked about this before. I love running in like adverse conditions. Yeah, you do. Um, I think it's super like I am man. I have conquered nature. I am running when cold. <laughs> okay. I hate running when it's like 100 degrees, though. I'm not oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, I feel like you just I physically can't do it. Yeah. You can run when it's cold. Maybe in my Utah heart's you can going do that. to blow up when it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that. that's our loves and less and loves and all of our goals. Yep. I hope this was may- maybe not inspiring because I don't know if we're particularly inspiring, but, but I hope it, you see that you can do this too. I hope this kind of, prov- if you're looking for a structure for setting goals, I hope this provides somewhat of a structure um, and you feel inspired to go out and conquer the world. Right. And just remember that Heavenly Father's on your side. Just make sure to keep him and Jesus Christ a part of your goal setting um, because they are rooting for you. Yep. And, and they're so, so invested in you. They really are. And whatever your goal is. I mean, granted, assuming that your goal is something good and charitable and praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it is, he's so invested in that. Like, yeah. if your goal is learning how to play the piano better, he's invested in that. If yeah. you want to read books, he's invested in that. He wants you to be better. He's given you a bunch of talents, and he expects you to improve on them. And he loves when you improve on them. And so he's going to give you the tools you need to do it. And if you set goals, it makes it easier for you to access the power of heaven mm-hmm. to bring that, bring about that process. Right. So let God prevail. You put in the work and let him prevail. Hand it over to him. All right. We love and you guys. See you later. Keep the faith. Bye.